I love that Buck Swope. Buck Swope's an interesting cat. This is as creepy a guy as you'll ever encounter. That's right, Buck Swope. Buck Swope, who Doug really is not comfortable yeah. with Buck Swope. Kind of a shutter spook. Swope's one of the best in the business, for my money. Buck Swope? Buck Swope asked Doug his preference on shrubs. Ah! <laughs> I may sue Buck Swope. Buck Swope is struck. I'm pretty high on Swope. If we need an old audio clip, Swope's gonna have it. Why? I don't know, I just know he does. The wonderful Buck Swope. You know Buck Swope? Well, yeah. Seem to have kind of an issue with Buck Swope. Right, it always goes back to Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Buck Swope. Mr. Buck T. Swope. What's up, kids? You're listening to Swope's Picks, episode 34. The Rise of Timmy TomTom. A little later, we'll be joined by Timmy TomTom. But right now, let's flash back to January 2018. Well, get on with it, muff. Get on with it, muff. Well, get on with it, muff. So Iggy completed the ultimate coworker douchebag move over the past few days when he called in sick on Monday, came into work on Tuesday insisting he was healthy and well, and then called in sick again on Wednesday. But he wasn't healthy and well. He <laughs> nice was. move, Iggy. I'm sure everyone in the studio is eager to share the mysterious strain of airborne chlamydia that you acquired oh. while staying at a Hooters hotel and playing with silicon orifices at the annual loss. Vegas smut show. But to be fair, it was good that you were in yesterday as when you're away, there is no one to stand around, not running the board, not booking interviews, <laughs> and constantly trying to pull the conversation into a cesspool of topics like porn stars having underage sex or Lady Gaga. On second thought, Iggy's kind of like the appendix of TMA, a potentially troublesome, redundant organ that can cause a great deal of pain when it's inflamed, but isn't missed at all when removed. Anywho, Iggy, I'm glad you're at home today, resting and recovering, lounging around in your robe of human hide, snug as a bug in a rug. Get well, we need you back as soon as possible to, well, actually I'm not sure why we would need you back. Take your time, buddy. That's from Timmy. Tom, Tom. And Timmy, that's what we have Tom, for the Shots email of the day. Show me what you got, little mama Doug. If Mr. Nipples doesn't win, Misty Plops has won the month. I'm January. Going, I'm going Mr. Nipples. Oh, you want to see the well, sudden death play. I didn't necessarily agree with the sentiment, but it was funny. Mean spirit at times, but funny. I'm going Timmy Tom Tom. I agree. Timmy Tom Tom was the best email, and I thought Misty Plops was going to ship it. Misty Plops ships the month. Timmy Tom Tom ships the Oh. Is that, is that the one where he talked about uh, Iggy's uh, activities at the AVNs? Yes. Yeah, it was, that was vile. It was well, kind of like was, a roast. Yeah, I said it was kind of mean-spirited, but it was funny. But it was vile. Well, a lot of them are vile, and we vote for one every day, don't we? <laughs> Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. <laughs> Plowboy and Iggy did a remote of sorts yesterday at Salt and Smoke. And honestly, I don't know what this is about. So why did you go to Salt? Which one did you go to? Hugh City or Hampton? Hampton. Great location. I haven't been there yet. Both Tom is disappointed in me. Oh, it's beautiful. Where is it on Hampton exactly? Right by DB. Are you DB proud? Right by DeBerg. That's DB, right. That's DB, right. DeBerg. Okay. Yeah. The funny thing. South of DeBerg, baby. South was, of DeBerg. Before we got there, this is just one of the funniest things that's ever happened. So I told Iggy I knew where I was going. Where are you then? And to follow me. Halfway to the trip, I realized, ah, I probably don't know where I'm going. And my maps don't work on, not on Wi-Fi. So I call him to pull up maps. So he is following me, and I don't know where I'm going. So he's talking on the phone, and he's directing me. And I'm at a four-way stop thinking it isn't a four-way stop. He's talking to me and not paying attention, I guess. And we get in a fender bender a block away. From... Oh, no way. I didn't know this. You crashed <laughs> into each other? He, he just bumped into <laughs> <laughs> Such a great story. No damage was done, obviously. And we just start driving along still. We don't even stop. 
And I'm sure the people who looked at that are like, what the hell? <laughs> like, You're talking to each other on the phone while you had a wreck with the as other. As he's giving me directions and he just tapped me and <laughs> I just immediately started laughing that the first thing I did was laugh. Well, I thought he turned already. I thought he'd already turned and I wasn't paying attention. I'm looking at the phone. All right, well, now we got to make a right on Eichelberger and like, oh my God, he didn't turn and I ran right into him. <laughs> one of the funniest things ever. But we get there. It looked like you had a boat drink. Were you having a boat drink? I think they called it a Georgia sweet tea or a mm. Georgia Yeah, that's a, that's a boat drink. Oh, yeah. It was like really that? delicious. Man, you could smell the alcohol. It was There was strong. alcohol in there? Yeah, I mean, it's alcoholic beverages. Georgia sweet tea? Yeah, I think that's what everyone called it. They give Iggy an old-fashioned. Yeah, I was I a little You had an old you had a little bourbon for lunch. I was a little upset with that. This is like an 80-year-old man's drink from like the 60s. I get an old-fashioned. <laughs> they hand a twink, a martini, and an old man an old-fashioned. So I thought that was really good. Plowsy, I don't know, but I don't, I'm don't. i not sure the audio will do justice because we we use the... We use the Who was recording it? Uh, Nick Yell. We had the three sliders, and we used them as like the MMF. And the chick moved over here, and the guy <laughs> masturbating was here. Is that the MMF, or is that the MFM? And we just started positioning the sliders as people. So I wanted to touch base about Iggy and Smokey the Twink's new Salt and Smee promotion. What was it called again? Oh, yeah, that's right. A twink and a creep barely find their way to a restaurant they've been to before, get into a car accident, and then pretend their food is having a threesome. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it happened just that way. It was a nice little production that helped clear up some of the lingering questions I've been having about variants of the more popular MMF. But I think my favorite part of the whole show was how the two hosts were so perfectly paired with drinks that matched their personalities. You know, Twinkie Plowboy with a sweet tea and a glass so big that a bear on the prowl could toss a Rohypnol in it from across the room. And Iggy with a cup of old bourbon and bitters. The only downside to the whole enterprise is following the predictable pre-show car accident. Plowboy now has a backwards Iggy 1 stamped into his bumper from Old Hickory's license plate. Old Hickory, I'm enjoying the show that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Uh, I liked uh, Stephen Wilder, but I'm going to change and, and go with the late submission of Timmy Tom Tom. Wow, I like uh, Dan Beal. Timmy Tom Tom has just shipped the hot shots email over day, and he's got Cardinal tickets for the game against the match. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Tucker is on the line, and he would okay. like to have a conversation with you. Tucker, go ahead. I'm going to eat some popcorn here and just listen. Good, mo- good morning, guys. How is everyone? Hello, Tucker. We're fine. How are you? Or should we Good. say Bruce? Um, well, I don't know. Buck, you... uh. You provided probably one of the better uh, last 40 minutes of radio I've heard, so congratulations. You're really uh, – you're one of my favorites. Enjoy Thanks, listening Tucker. to Mutual, you mutual respect. I'm a little disappointed because I think you've got the wrong guy because, one, I've never been divorced. Um, but you're, you did some good work, my man. I, uh, I will say this. stories are out. So let's talk about this. Did you work at a place uh, where there was a programmer named Shveta? Doug, Doug, that question's for you. Wait, no. hold on. Can no. you can you repeat the question so Iggy can write it down and just throw that in your drop? <laughs> the, the answer is no. Shveta. Okay. Uh, what not, about not, did you work? Did you work? Have you worked somewhere where somebody was named Rokus? Not at all. No. I'm okay. Sorry, okay. Then I might have the wrong person. I might have. Okay, well, I don't want to, we just I'm spent forty five minutes on the Wait wrong a minute. person. Fuck. 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 Hold well, on. Mike. Hold on. Fuck, Fuck you! Very you well, just, Mike. you just, you just used two names, Sveta and Rokis. <laughs> yeah. 
Because, let me explain. Let me explain. Why don't we let because, Tucker talk and explain himself? Well, it would be a, something that if he worked at the place that I found on his LinkedIn that he doesn't work anymore, but I have mutual, I have mutual contacts who work there. So I was naming right people who are, who have very distinct names that if he was that person, he would know those. He might know those people. I don't know how big that company is. He might not have had any contact with those people, but I'll message you offline. I think you got the wrong guy, but I, uh, I, I thought, uh, I thought your uh, your detective work was a lot of fun. Uh, I got keyed into it yesterday afternoon, and uh, it really made my night. So thank you for that. Tucker, that was, uh, Tucker, right, are you, right. Tucker, are well, you, you, you signing? Tucker, hold on. You, swoop, swoop, if you want to give on, me an exclusive, on, I will. Uh, I'll tell your story. Well, if you don't need an exclusive. You've been wrong on everything so far, <laughs> Tucker. <laughs> are you indeed? Are you indeed a litigation lawyer? Negative. Didn't you say you were a lawyer? That's correct. I'm yeah, he not a lawyer. He was, he was right. I did not want to. Uh, Oh, okay. My real identity. And Swope's for, right about you know, that one. Same, Swope was dead on about that. I love calling the show. I love listening, but I'd rather not have you know my coworkers all coming up to me and asking. Although most of them, Tucker, let me, and I appreciate. It. We're we're, we're forty six minutes into the hour. Let me let me ask the question that really is the whole point of the discussion. Are you Bruce in New York? I am Bruce. Oh my God! We are we are one and the same, Tim. Oh. My God! Go into the Bruce voice out. right now. Give out. us a little Bruce right now. <laughs> I didn't buy it. I didn't. I didn't think you worked, Leah. Let's hear the Bruce voice now. Guys, Tucker is so immature. I just don't understand. Damn it! I feel like I'm watching the crying game. Great segment this morning, fellas. I mean, we're talking Weezer topless in his skivvies at a barbecue level stuff. My favorite part was when Tucker called in to finally set the record straight, but wasn't given the chance to speak. (laughs) (laughs) And instead... Got to listen to Buck Swope fire off and then answer a series of aimless, rambling questions based entirely on bad intel. But in fairness to Swope, if he was not allowed to track his dead-end lead all the way to the very bitter end, we never would have gotten to hear him needlessly drag the names of his friends, Sveta and Rokas, into the ring or flesh out the details of Tucker's non-existent ex-wife. And after Swope did all the heavy lifting of interviewing himself <laughs> about his own research. Timmy was on standby with his J-School training to put a bow on the segment by asking the high-level question that a layman with Buck, like Buck, would never think to ask. So, Tucker, are you Bruce? <laughs> Thanks, I'm enjoying the show. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. So we're going to do this one-week trial run. And uh, Plowhawk, do you have audio? Because Larry Nickel... I think I do, yeah. Uh, ...did an intro for the show. I've never... I haven't heard this yet, either. Hit the lever. Hello, St. Louis. You are listening to a very special edition of a one-week trial run of a show that may or may not continue after this week, depending on the quality of the show, depending on the sleep habits of the host, and depending on the interest level of advertising for sponsoring it. It's Iggy, it's the Plowboy, and it's the best to live, best to was, and the best that it will be. Timothy Michael returning on Fight Night Fan, Kevin S, and NTIFL.com. Now watch me shoot fireworks all over your boy chest. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
I like it. That's Listen good. to those pyrotechnics. A loud. Yeah, yeah, I think. A little bit I think, I think at the studio, maybe channel, was it channel two that the music was on? Yeah, usually, yeah. Channel 2 was maybe a little higher than it needed to be, so right. he's going to have to go back to the lab again mm-hmm. and maybe lower Channel 2. Did he say, watch me shoot fireworks <laughs> all over your chest? That's what he said. I, I think he said, watch me shoot fireworks all over your boy chest. Oh, yeah. And right. then he just lit those pyrotechnics again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, those fireworks. We all like to poke a little fun at the time and money Larry spent on his five-year associate degree in radio broadcasting from the Lewis and Clark Community College. <laughs> But after hearing the intro he put together for the new 6 a.m. show, I'm starting to think that these were resources well spent. It just simply isn't intuitive to use the parameters that the host laid out for determining whether or not the show will continue past its first week as the title. I mean, would you be able to come up with a poppy, crisp name like a very special edition, indecipherable words of a show that may or may not... Continue after this week, depending on the quality of the show, depending on the sleep habits of the host, and depending on the interest level of advertisers who are sponsoring it. I'm sure I sure wouldn't, but in my defense, I didn't train for half a decade under the finest radio broadcast scholars that the Southern Illinois Community College system has to offer. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. <laughs> Uh, I had uh, Matt who bowls at Hank's checked. I thought uh, Misty Pops was okay. He's an Oakville man. I'm going to go with the one right there at the end, Mario in Chicago. Iggy, what do you got? I had Matt the Bulls at Hank's, Mario, and Timmy Tom Tom. I'm going with Timmy Tom Tom. God, those are the exact three I'm holding. I'm going to go Timmy Tom Tom. I laughed the hardest. That's the one that made me laugh the hardest. I don't know. Uh, And they were all worthy. And that's the thing. That's a shame when a day like that happens. Mm, Yeah, well. Doesn't happen often. <laughs> Timmy Tom Tom, you got a sign pucked by yeah. Blues defenseman Colton Breco, and he leads now six to four in the Hot Shots email of the month, which means he is closing in on a clinch. This guy's becoming a force. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. There were times in Bermuda I was doing ten a week. Hey now, um, there was a different girl every night in Bermuda. Sure. So I mean, it varied, but yeah, and these were tourists mostly. Or yeah, I mean, there were some local couple that I worked with and a couple locals, but. For the most, I mean, the, the parents would come and, oh, Kenny, our daughter's so bored, uh, hanging with the parents. Do you so think you could parents, take her out? the parents would farm their daughters out to you? Yeah. I mean, they didn't think I was going to bang her, but tell you something. it's nice work. They no, never, but they, she's so, she's so. Didn't they have, they didn't have with Jerry Orbach and Patrick Swayze <laughs> in Dirty Dancing? Is Jerry, that how that happened? I think Jerry was against it. No, but you think I'm kidding, but I wasn't. No, I, know, I, I believe that. <laughs> I, I believe the when, Bermuda stuff. When the question came up um, on the... Text line, best lay Iggy you ever had. And Ooh. I was serious when I said, that's going to be hard because there's been so many. Yeah. I can't, I can't now champagne don't Tony Lima's niece. Yeah, because we went what, all night. The British? And I think we, we Say, Jose it. Lima? What is this? Champagne, champagne Tony. Tony Lima's niece. He won the British. And um, died in a plane crash. Of yes, course, he so. did. Um, but I mean, we went all night and I think we tried every position. <laughs> Uh, guys, this guy is so full of S, it's unbelievable. That's from Danny Collison, son of Johnny Collison. Well, that's a new one. Where did uh, he come from? This yarn being spun by Pinocchio keeps getting better and better. That's from Mitch, the fist of Loesch Kumstein. 
Well, I mean, you know, you ask a question, I answer it, and you can believe it or not believe it. Well, you, sometimes you change your answer. I mean, no, I, I changed that answer off the air. I said it could have been 200, it could be 600. I mean, oh. what parent wouldn't beg Iggy to bang their daughter? That's from the three one. So how old are these women that the parents are bringing? Well, I'm sure they didn't say... Yeah, go bang Iggy. They didn't. <laughs> but I so mean, what? The girls when like I'm waiting 18? tables. When I'm cooking their shrimp Dijon and their steak Diane and tossing their Caesar salad, <laughs> making them a cherries jubilee at the table. It's That's like, a turn on. Iggy is Iggy's so cool. Iggy's the greatest. You know, it's not like um, some perv. And then the, the kid, the, the girls, tired of hanging with their parents. Oh, we're going here tonight. Would you mind taking her out to a bar with some of your friends? No, not at all. Sure. And she gets home at four in the morning, and they wonder what happened. Uh-huh. What'd you think I was going to do? Take her to Tasty Freeze? Everyone needs to leave Iggy alone. About his stories from Bermuda. We all like to joke about his crazy tales, but tell me with a straight face what sounds unbelievable about this one. Well-to-do gentlemen vacationing in the islands with their wives and hot young daughters go out for a meal at the resort restaurant and are taken with the 29-year-old service worker with the flat stomach and nice tan who's preparing their steak. Diane and Jerry's Jubilee to the point that they request this stranger take their precious daughter out for an evening of unsupervised dancing at off-resort nightclubs in a foreign country. The daughters who wouldn't spit on a guy like Iggy if he were on fire back in the United States not only agree to the evening out, but are practically clawing at themselves to jump into bed with him. After a crazy night of romantic debauchery that looks something like the time Kate Winslet spends below deck in the Titanic. Iggy returns the young ladies to their parents' hotel rooms where their fathers scold them with a grin for keeping their daughters out so late and probably banging them. Now, if you think this story sounds unbelievable, you're obviously just jealous that Iggy leads a more interesting life than you. And one quick thing for the plowboy. When Kim Jong-un appeared on Drop the Mic with Shaq, do you think Dennis Rodman viewed this as a cuck situation? Asking for a friend. That's from Timmy Tom Tom. Oh, Timmy Tom Tom. Oh, I'm not sure well, you need to go any I further, know. I but... Mean, how could it be... How could it be improved upon? And that's what we have for the Hot Shots email of the day. I mean, I know that he's presently tied with Mr. Nipples, but I got to go TTT. Timmy Tom Tom. Not even close. Timmy, Timmy Tom, Tom Tom with Tom. a phenomenal performance. The kind of email that deserves a couple points, but we, we adhere to the rules here. The reason we show up is for emails like that. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Did we leave a story on the table when Iggy said... It was a bad idea putting him in charge of the women's bowling team at Fontmont. Oh, it's been very active in the text inbox ever since. Was there something that may have happened there that we need to know about, Iggy? No, but there was one cute girl that I gave most of the attention to. And a couple of the big... Like Bill Murray in the opening scene of Ghostbusters. (laughs) A couple of big girls didn't get... Coach, am I following through? You're good. Now, Susie, here's what you... (laughs) (laughs) You didn't ever lay your hands on the gal, did you? No, I didn't. I was a very good coach. And then I was at the men's team, too, but I I didn't know the procedure for the NCAA, and I was letting the guys drink beer during practice. Uh-uh. What was your one-loss record? 0-2. Uh, uh? 0-2? They played a, uh, two games? <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't take them. Title nine, man. I didn't take them to many tournaments. 
I was, it was getting, up to you to do the scheduling, and you decided not to. I did, but then we had problems. That you know, I'd have I'd have five girl, I'd have five girls on the team, and I'd schedule a tournament in Nebraska, and they get the van for us, ready to go. And one of the girls, coach, I can't make it. We've got cheer. We got to cheer this weekend. What? So you played two games? Yeah, there were a lot of times I didn't really feel like traveling on weekends. <laughs> So I just wouldn't book I tournaments. You're real dedicated. I spent no, nobody to play here in town. Well, we went to the local ones. You know, McKendry. They would bowl right across in Belleville, and the Lions Lindenwood tournament at St. Charles. I think those are the only two we bowled. How many gals tried out for the bowling squad at Fun? There was no trying out. I just put a flyer up in the cafeteria. So anybody wants to bowl, I mean, you're not getting a scholarship. A good bowler's not going to come to Fontbonne to bowl without getting a scholarship. Well, I don't know. Did you ever give a $100 handshake to get that big recruit? <laughs> yeah, I'd go up to St. Charles Lanes and try to recruit girls. And Hang out at birthday parties. I dropped out of high school. I don't think I can get into college. No, you weren't going to get the big, you weren't going to get the big time bowlers because we couldn't give out scholarship money, so. Uh, so hold on, in 3 years your record was 0 and 2? Well, I mean, there's no record. I mean, we bowled two tournaments and we finished last in both. So that's 0-2, I guess. In honor of Iggy's run as one of the finest coaches to ever lead a group of scrappy keglers into battle, I thought I'd put together a collection of some of his most inspiring Lombardi-esque quotes. Here we go. Number one, I'd go up to St. Charles Lanes to try to recruit girls. Number two, there was one cute girl I gave most of the attention to. A couple of big girls, they didn't get any. Number three, no, I was a very good coach. I didn't know the procedure for the NCAA, and I was letting guys drink beer during practice. Practice. Number four, what was your win-loss record? Uh, 0-2. I didn't take them to many tournaments. <laughs> Number five, so you played two games in two years. Yeah, there were a lot of times I didn't feel like traveling on the weekends, so I wouldn't book tournaments. He's <laughs> the worst coach ever. <laughs> I just didn't like traveling, but you had to travel maximum twice. Yeah, but there were tournaments every weekend in Arkansas and Iowa, but you didn't participate. Well, I didn't want to drive. I had to drive Lindenwood. They had a bus. Wow, guys. Goosebumps. And just one final thought. Iggy, if any point in your life you look up and see the Lindenwood women's bowling team above you, it's time to start questioning some of your decisions. Perfection is not attainable, but if we mail it in and refuse to book tournaments for our teams, we might catch an 0-2 record. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Well, there were a couple good ones in there. The one I enjoyed the most was Timmy Tom Tom. Good batch. I like the hipster of Tower Grove South going after Doug. I like Timmy Tom Tom. This right now it's becoming almost like a DiMaggio thing. When the Cardinals lose, it's just such content fodder for Stephen Wildwood. And right now he's just clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. God, well. So now it comes to me here. And this is tough because I had Stephen Wildwood. I had Timmy Tom Tom. I also had Mr. Nipples. Whew. I mean, my, my instinct told me Stephen Wildwood, but then I look at Timmy TomTom's copy, and I feel like that was the better email. I'm yeah, going Timmy so. TomTom. Right. I'm yeah. going Timmy TomTom. I mean, it was, it was a coin flip, but Timmy TomTom has just shipped the hot shots email of the day and now has a big one-win gap between him and Steve. Doug, that's Timmy TomTom. Timmy TomTom. Iggy, how are logistics? Strong to quite strong? We're getting any logistical nightmares? Um, all finished. Boy, those are those are words I would not, if I were if I were your counsel I would advise not well, to say that. Combinations are set up and uh, up to snuff for the snuff. guests. 
Oh, yeah. It's a nice hotel. Um, very nice. You know, Kat, I'm sorry I didn't text you logistics, but I'll send you the email. It was a very lengthy email. My whole thing was just to make sure Lisa Ann was comfortable with everything that was going on, and she knew what was going on, and nothing was thrown at her at the last minute. And I think I've done that, so kudos to me. Oh, my <laughs> word. Kudos I'm give you a I just, to me. Doug, yeah, like. <laughs> here's what's going on. Is Iggy, I, was, I, was, I included Iggy on the emails to the couples who uh, were interested in participating in the Lisa Ann dating game. I emailed them two weeks ago to make sure they were still in. And at that point, that's when we found out there were a few Catholic grade school teachers who decided it wasn't in their best interest to participate. Probably shouldn't. So we went from, I think we were either at eight or nine, to I think now three. And that's why when you say, Iggy, everything's under control, I would never say that even if I knew that everything was under control, just because I've been through things where it gets away from you. And even though it's not your fault, you got to fall on the sword. And in this case, if one or two of the couples decide tomorrow night, nah, maybe we shouldn't do it and stay home, and then the Lisa Ann dating game is Lisa Ann talking to two people, nah, the Lisa Ann dating game will have imploded. It's out of your control. Yeah, now, I know we you're should gonna blame them, though. We should blame them. Of course, that's, that's part of the deal. You can. Um, the two that we got back that emailed you and I back, I don't think that includes the Hotshots waitress, does it? It does. It does? Yeah. Oh, I know that, uh, you know, Patrick Audubon from The Rock. Uh, he's got a friend of his, uh, Anna, who um, he was going to ask if she wanted to join. Right. What? So this is Anna oh. Cordente, per, per chance. No. I do have news. I went through like a thousand old pictures. Did you? And I found a picture of Anna. I'll put on the fan page Wonderful. today. You all get to see Anna Cordente. Hmm. It happened. You found her. Well, I had a I had to go through a bunch of pictures, and I didn't really want to, but I found one. Where do you got these pictures? That's right, that's right. Shoebox somewhere in a box, yeah. Thousands of old snapshots and Polaroids mm-hmm. from Bermuda. I bet you could put together quite a little slideshow on a website with some of your photos from Bermuda. Oh, I went well, not just Bermuda. I went through a bunch of Hedo pictures the other day too. Even better. <laughs> I posted one on the fan page of. Uh, Did you? Back in the day, you know, when uh, back in the late '90s, I think the show, the station was known as Fan Sport. Fan Sports, Doug. And they had okay. T-shirts made fan sport, and I had four naked people at Hedo at mm. Pool hold up the uh, fan sport. <laughs> Did the uh, nice. flashlights arrive, Iggy? Because I know Great a lot question. of people were uh, concerned. No, oh, really? No. Well, I mean, the event's oh, Friday. The event's oh, Friday. No. I have today and tomorrow. That could be a logistical nightmare. I didn't mail them. No, you didn't do it. Can you imagine going through the trouble of winning the dotum, and then you're looking around on the 18th green and going, "Where's my flashlight?" <laughs> Uh, on the eve of the Lisa Ann Hot Shots extravaganza, I wanted to recap some of Iggy's final definitive statements about the state of the logistics for the evening. Number one, my whole goal was to make sure Lisa Ann was comfortable and nothing was thrown at her at the last minute. And I think I've done that. Kudos to me. <laughs> he did say that. Number two, so Tim, the two couples that emailed us doesn't include the Hot Shots racers, right? Oh, it does? I thought we had more. Well, we'll have three couples. I won't say I'm not worried, but I'm not worried. <laughs> Number three, Lisa Ann is sending the fleshlights by mail to my house. Oh, so you already have them? No, but we have all week. The event is tomorrow, Iggy. Yeah, but we aren't presenting them until Friday. So I have until then, or actually Thursday. So we have time. Uh, update, as of Wednesday's show, the flashlights have yet to arrive. No, they're not going to be there, I'm afraid. They're not going to be. So when the Lisa Ann dating game and Dotem flashlight presentation inevitably fall apart due to critical logistical failures, how about Iggy fills the time by regaling the crowd with a slideshow of photos from his youth? 
There'd be nice pictures of Anna Cardenti on the boardwalk in Jersey. A drunk champagne Tony Lima's niece just before Iggy lets his friends watch him bang her. And three random naked sagging Hoosiers holding up sports fan t-shirts at hedonism. We could call the slideshow something like Life in the Key of Iggy. A cautionary tale about life as an aimless, semi-employed drifter who banged anywhere between two and 700 women <laughs> while cycling through a series of minimum wage jobs, which included Fon Bon Women's Bowling Coach. <laughs> Guys, I really think it could play. Thanks. That's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Oh, he listens carefully. He, he does. He, God, he nailed almost my entire life. Oh, man. I like Plops a lot. Hipster was very good. I'm going to go Timmy Tom Tom. Sorry, made me laugh. I think Timmy Tom Tom was the best. Timmy Tom Tom has just won the month of May. Timmy Tom Tom just won the month of May. Uh, I've got to give it to Iggy. He pulled out the logistics for the Dodo. Let's recap his accomplishments. One, air travel. Have Lisa Ann use her own freaking flyer miles to book, to book her own flight from Los Angeles to the Hooterville Airport. Stop. Two, security. Arrange for Alvin Mack to handle event security, which in reality means handle pretty much everything, including transportation to and from all events, taking her on any errand she needs to run, and making sure the drooling basement people with bouquets of sad flowers on a thousand yard stairs can't sneak up and steal a chunk of her hair. Three, prizes. Take care of all the complex details associated with mail delivery of four flashlights from one major urban area to another, and consider it a smashing success when two of them actually arrive in time for the tournament. <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower would have been proud to pull this one off, but in all seriousness, Iggy is the best. Thank you, Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy That is Tom wonderful. Tom. All right, that's what we got. We got to wrap it up. Uh, Doug... Uh, the cat and Lisa Ann with votes today. Uh, anything stand out? Do you Timmy Tom order? Tom was the best. I'll vote for Timmy Tom Tom. Lisa Ann. I really like the Timmy Tom Tom. He did forget though that I sent a case of books, so that was also that's sent exactly right. From that was another state in North Dakota. The books came from there to here. Doug, that, that nice. also happened. That was part of logistics. All right, so there were two logistics. Timmy Tom Tom, congratulations! You have won the Hot Shots email of the day. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Doug, what do you think of that Hot Shots gal with the one pierced nipple? Thanks. That's from the recovering alcoholic from Belleville and Webster Grove. I don't believe I saw that. Where would that have been? I think that was on the one T. Uh, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, he's confirm. like, yeah. She, well, that, she went topless? Well, she took it off a couple times, I heard. You did? Yeah, you'll see that sometimes at Old Warson. You won't see it at St. Louis as much. They're uh, topless but, at Old Warson Country Club. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> The old guys get the topless. I've had a, a a rough, like, last 12 hours. Oh, no. What's wrong, baby? Well, Why? my license plates got stolen from my car. They took them right Just off the Just moved plate. to this place, and in one week's time, my license plates got stolen. What, what so neck of the woods in St. Louis are you living in now? I feel like I'm always talking to a gypsy uh, boy. Two blocks from Benton Park, the actual park, so walking distance, but... I would imagine if license plates are the only things you have stolen from you in that area, you'll be doing. I was good. fine, nonetheless. Still, very much so an inconvenience. Yeah, yes. had to, you have to file a police report that took forever. So I'm just stressed, and the license plate thing. I'm riding dirty. No license, you're riding dirty. No license plate on my vehicle, oh. man, front or back. Why did saying, you move to that neighborhood? Uh it's a month-to-month lease. It has a nice fenced-in backyard, so I can leave whenever I want. Capable of having the dogs let out instead of taking them on six walks a day. Got a nice nine-foot ceiling down there in the basement. It's not finished, but very clean, so you can have storage down there, unlike my other place. 
So you can kind of free up a lot of space for that dog cages and other Christmas items or just hanging around. So you, you uh, hold on. So what month are we in? We're... So like I got us in June. Yeah. June. Well, I'm saying and we didn't have. Now a... you're, you're, you're picking a dwelling based on Christmas storage. The storage doesn't in seem, ge- it doesn't seem like that. Storage fits. in general, and most of my storage is the Christmas items, the Christmas tree, the two tubs of you know things. And so we didn't really have a good place to put that in our other apartments. We have stuff cluttered everywhere now. It's a little bit, you know, simpler. You got everything downstairs. You got the living area upstairs. It's as big as the St. Louis area is. You can't find an apartment somewhere that's not in a high crime area where you still have some. Well, we did the crime. Place. The crime report was fine. I mean, you're going to find little petty thefts around almost every area out in, in the, near the city, but maybe not in your your neck of the woods. But I'm saying you're going to find theft and petty crime. We're well, not you looking, are, but it's all relative. It's going to be a lot of theft in some areas and not so much in others. I mean, I'm not too to concerned about crime. Well, he's already moved there. Let's not make him feel no. worse. Well, huh? you're not. Man, no one's making me feel bad. I'm cool. I mean, I like the I like the place. I've met the neighbors. It's not it's not the neighbors. It's just maybe the neighborhood. But I I, I feel completely safe there. I have no issue whatsoever. Jim Dandy of a show today, fellas. <laughs> you all looked uh, this presentation straight in the eyes and said, "Flirt with me, boy." It's just a shame that the perfect show was broken up shortly after it opened when Iggy was able to point out with frightening quickness exactly where a random hotshots waitress with a single pierced nipple was flashing her wares during the dotum. Iggy being able to rattle off the exact point in a movie where any mainstream actress over the past 30 years showed a bit of boob or butt is one thing, but when he starts blurring the lines between Mr. Skin and the real world, the creepometer starts to go off. And we should all be just a little bit concerned. Anyway, I enjoyed the discussion today about Plowboy's new city abode. I think my favorite part was when he used this line of reasoning when discussing the source of the crime in his new neighborhood. I met my neighbors, Doug, and it's not them. It's just the neighborhood. (laughs) Well, when you put it that way, it makes a lot of sense. And let's be honest here. Real estate prices in St. Louis are just crazy. The most recent Forbes list of most expensive U.S. metros went New York City, San Francisco, D.C., Boston, St. Louis, then Seattle. And if you're going to afford a place in our town that has nine-foot ceilings in the basement where you will have plenty of room to store your dog cages in Christmas items that always need to be laying, laying around in June, you're going to have to deal with some minor issues like having your license plate stolen within 12 hours of moving in. But hey, when you live in the city, you have great access to all the Paris school picnics and the high EVs. Of their chuck-a-luck booths. So in a sense, having a month-to-month lease in Benton Park is sort of like an investment. Thanks. That's from Timmy Tom Tom. Doug, he's showing no sign of slowing God, down. he's good. Timmy What Tom, happened to him? Tom. It was like he drank a potion and became a great emailer. <laughs> That's what we have for the Hot Shots email right. of the day. Show me what you got. Yeah, I hate to do this, but the best one was, again, Timmy Tom Tom. He's just on a roll. I would say Timmy Tom Tom, he's just on a roll. Timmy Tom Tom has started off June big. He's won the Hot Shots email of the day. Congratulations, Timmy Tom Tom. It's unbelievable. Yeah, this guy's a force. It's like he suddenly just got great at it. He was an also-ran for a while. A lot of free lunches at Hot Shots, that's for sure. Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. Uh, Doug, this is Pat. Oh, hello, Pat. Pat? Wow. Yes. Man, you guys are long-winded today. Okay, sorry <laughs> about that. It's really a bad thing to talk a lot right. on a radio show. Uh, yeah, we have to fill three hours. <laughs> well, that's funny, really. <laughs> that off you, got, you guys are insightful, and you're all very bright, but uh, your second baseman's never going to hit. 
flush him, trade him for a bag of balls. It's kind of harsh. Well, I didn't call up to be nice. Okay. All right. You're kind of rough hewn. It's awful. It's hard to watch. I've been watching Cardinal baseball for 65 years. This is the worst. We have the worst general manager in the history of the organization. (laughs) Now, why would you say that? Because he he knows less baseball than my dead grandmother. This is this is Mazalak or Gersh? Which one are you talking about? Mazalak. Gersh Gersh gets a pass. He's a figurehead. Okay. Mazalak is good at putting on a bow tie. He never sees a camera. He doesn't love. And, and first of all, he stabbed John. Excuse me. Stabbed Walt Jockey in the back. That shows you what kind of character he has. And his job is simply to kiss up to the ownership. He doesn't know. Baseball. He doesn't know athletics. He doesn't know athletes. Well, no, he, he built the world championship team. <laughs> he didn't build it. Well, who did then? Who he, did? Added, he, added, he added some pieces. It was there when he inherited the job. Well, in 2011, it wasn't necessarily there. I stated my opinion. It's not, you're not going to okay. change. All right. He's the worst general manager in the history of the game. Was that it? No. So his his dead grandmother could know more okay. Okay. the history of this organization. Okay. And we've been blessed with some really good ones. Uh, so, you know, remember this. I'm spoiled. Okay. Yeah. I watched the Cardinals in the 60s. Well, so did I. I. So did I. You're spoiled when you saw Bob Gibson play and Tim McCarver catch him, and Ken Boyer play third base. And, and the Cardinals overachieved a lot of times because they had players who had incredible grit. They had incredible heart. And it was something to um, inspire a young boy. You think maybe sometimes we look back at the, the 60s or the 80s and remember those players a little more perfect than they really were, that maybe they had times during the season where they couldn't get much done too? They, they had horrible slumps. Yeah, and they played through them, and they took they got booed, and guess what they didn't do? They didn't whine. They didn't go to bobblehead night. They, they, <laughs> now we're blaming the bobbleheads. Well, uh, this organization puts more effort and thought into the bobblehead night than it does to the fact that our bullpen isn't disarray. But that's, that's the marketing division that does that. They're just trying to bring in some more money making it a little bit better fan experience. They're not the guys making baseball decisions. Well, your general manager... He's not involved in the bobbleheads. He is a bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> I was privileged to watch Ozzy Smith, and I bought season tickets Did you? every year while that team was playing. And, they, and you know, they had terrible years. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I, I was busy. I'm, I'm retired now, but I was busy baby doctor so two-thirds of my tickets i gave away but every time that i had a chance i got somebody to cover me for a few hours and i took my wife one of my kids or two or three of my kids and down to watch st louis cardinal baseball because how many times in life do you get to see ozzy smith come out do a backflip and have a range and play shortstop better than anybody has ever played in the history of the game. Right. The greatest of all time defensively, perhaps at any position. Well, you give this ownership a lot more of a pass than they deserve. They're horrible. And again, I'm spoiled, okay? Augie Bush owned them 
for most of my life. And then, unfortunately, he passed away. What about the 70s, though? If you're, Augie Bush. You're spoiled in the 60s and 80s. What about the 70s and early part of the 90s? No. Well, they they had some ugly years, didn't they? And yeah, when, they did. When uh, the third was in charge, you know, he didn't like baseball. So you're not going to – I mean, it was a long way down from dad to the third and – Augie Bush forced him into a couple of the worst trades in the history of Major League Baseball when he forced him to get rid of Steve Carlton and Jerry Royce because he didn't like their contract demands. Both of them. How many pennants would they have won if they'd had those two guys for another 10 or 12 years? Well, when you're right, you're right, and I'll tip my hat to you. You're absolutely right, sir. Well, thank you. That off. Thank the you. reason I listen to you guys, and that's because you're very knowledgeable sports casters. Uh your pleasure to listen to. Well, thank you. How many how many babies you figure you delivered in your time as a doctor? Uh, almost seven thousand. Oh, seven thousand wow. babies right here in St. Louis, no doubt. Yes, sir. Yeah, oh. Mercy, Paul, Christian, uh, and some ball players' babies. Congre- really? Um, yes, sir. Well, that's but quite the- that's quite a career. You, you ever see some of those people now as uh, older folks that you that you delivered? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's got to be cool. Out. I used to hang out with Brett Hall. Did you? Did you <laughs> yeah. deliver him? No. No, he would have uh, been up north somewhere. Yeah, he was born in Chicago. Okay, yeah. But uh, uh, that, that wasn't, that's a, a story for another time. Oh, well, I'm but, more interested in that. You deliver anybody who's famous now? Anybody we might know? A few people, but I... That's that's privileged still, information, probably. Yeah, I'm still bound by this. Uh, oh, oh, you know. Okay, it's, sorry. Hello, I'm leaving. I have permission to talk about that sort of. All right, sorry. Just interested. I'm just interested. I, that's an interesting line of work. Pat, I got to. I'm up against a hard break. I'm up against a hard break. <laughs> well, I'm still going to listen, and I'm still going to root for this ball team, but they're not going to. They're not going to make any major trades because that's the. The bow tie doesn't have it in them. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, I got to go. Hard break. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. I, gotta, Thank I, you, I, I can't disconnect there. <sighs> now, the text inbox has been very active. I'm not sure that was real. You think that's Tucker? Or somebody just having fun? Oh, Doug, the jam has just arrived. And the girl would take home this mixtape that right. you made for her that's and right. play it and right. then think about you. Yep, that's that was your end game. Yep, and then at that point, assuming I didn't have to bust tables that night at Pietro's at fourteen, uh, they would they would want to go to a sock hop with me. A sock hop. I just I just can't imagine that sort of gift giving where you say, "Hey, gal, how about a mixtape? I made one just for you." And then and I they're supposed say, to get excited about that. They can't hear it right away, no doubt. They don't have anything to play it on. Right, cassette. They would just take it, put it in their pocket, turn, rear, and leave? Right. That would usually get you some tongue at the uh, high school. Okay. Or the, did he say get you some tongue? At I the think so. Grade school dances, high school grade dances. Grade school dances? Cool. Well, they would have... These were more liberal in Brentwood. They would have the high school City. dances, but they would have them like grade school gymnasiums. Like St. Mary Magdalene had dances, but it wasn't for grade school kids. It was for high school kids. All right. What? Yeah, we'd always have them. They'd, you'd have to sit on one side, and then as soon as, like... Knights and white satin would come up. You'd go find a chick. Hmm. Just any chick will do. 
Well, you had your eye on a couple. Did you? Betty Ryan was always my go-to. Oh, Betty Ryan. Oh, she's listening. Call Uh Doug, take this mixtape, ho. Thanks. That's from the 314. I don't need your mixtapes. I just, I wouldn't even begin to know what to do with them. Uh, yeah, Al. Oh, hello, Al. Al! Morning, gang. Yeah, How is. are you? Let's talk about this hole-in-one. Conveniently well, now, now losing the signal. No, I'm here. But, uh, no... That, that subject's done and gone. I'm already after my second heck. This hole is the in Dave one. Steckel 2013 Auburn defense. Yes, yeah. and how about my boy Brooksy, man? That dude is a stud. He, uh, he. I'm gonna go. Ne- I'm going to PGA, and uh, we're definitely gonna interface. So uh, it's gonna be some fun. Me and Brooks are gonna probably hang out Monday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I'll be there. So uh, you're gonna hang I'm out gonna- with Brooks Kepka. Uh, Monday, I'm going to go talk to him, see if we can bust some beers down somewhere and, and kind of give me some tips on uh, how to hit a golf ball like he does, and I'll give him tips on how to hit hole-in-ones. Uh, we'll kind of did you ever get any proof there, for but, that? Um, you get further proof for that hole-in-one? You get any more witnesses? Yes, I do, did you? and Iggy knows all the whole story, so I rest my case. Well, it doesn't but hey, sense. Dr. Pat, it doesn't, if doesn't you ever sense. thought one minute that you stepped away too early, sir, go back and listen to this podcast that you... That we just uh, had to endure like a childbirth um, because you talked yourself into circles, sir. So you boys have a good day. I'm going with my son to watch the aircraft carrier down at Omnimac, Max, and watch my jets jump off the carriers and uh, watch Mama's bombs go in and take care of the uh, people that don't like us. And uh, Mama's Pat, bombs. for the love of God, okay, hut it down. See ya. All right, thanks, Al. So you didn't get a hole in one. Yeah, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I know the whole story. I know nothing. He kept changing the subject when we went back right, to the I noticed that. It was a redirect. So Pat's call today gave me an idea for a new show. It goes something like this. Aging and confused former professionals from the St. Louis region call in and take senile, wobbly strolls down memory lane with an equally old and confused Doug Vaughn. Doug and the caller will then spend the next 25 minutes or so boring the ever-living hell out of everyone who happens to be blessed enough to be listening to this old man ballroom dance of hot takes about the 1960s Cardinal themes before diving into the personal medical histories of local celebrities. <laughs> Following this excruciating discussion, Big Al will call in, completely avoid the fact that he was caught. <laughs> In a blatant lie about hitting hole in one, and with a straight face, question the mental faculties of the previous caller. Miguel will then yell something about jets loaded with mama's bombs before abruptly hanging up and finally, thankfully, ending the insanity. We can call the show something like today's first segment. And one other quick thing. Iggy actually said today that playing Keith's one is a good way to pull some dung at grade school dances. Yep, he really said that. Now, in Iggy's defense, he walked back his take and clarified that he meant high school dances held at grade schools. But number one, I'm pretty sure this was just him scrambling to do some damage control after one of those lizard person thoughts crawled out of his brain before he could corral it. 
And number two, even if he was talking about high school dances, shouldn't we still be a little bit concerned? Doug, that's Timmy Tom Tom. Timmy Tom Tom. And that's what we have for that chat's email today. Show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got, little lady. Well, I was ready to vote for Stephen Wildwood, but Timmy Tom Tom had a pretty good one there at the end. I'll have to vote for him. We're witnessing UCLA in the 1960s and 70s here. Timmy Tom Tom has shipped the Hot Shots email today. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. And we're pleased now to be joined by Timmy Tom Tom. T3, what's up? How's it going, Buck? It's going pretty well. So, how long have you been. how long have you been emailing in? I know you've been following the show for a pretty long time, but can you can you kind of talk about your your history with the show and when you started emailing in? Yeah, I had, I had a few different names I, I banged around with. I think it was like Doug's Resting Bitch Face for a while and Who's Your Soup, just a number of different things. And started getting some of those read. Eventually went to Timmy Tom Tom and then uh, started emailing in maybe August of 2000, what would that be, 17, and didn't really get any of them read, but I kind of made it a, a goal to get them read, and so I just kept sending them in, and eventually they started reading them, and uh, yeah, I just never stopped sending them. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like kind of when 2017 turned to 2018, I don't know, something clicked, and there was one in particular that I wanted to lead off uh, the sewed with, which, a lot, many reasons, because it was kind of a repeat in, in the following year, but the, you know... Iggy's missing work, coming in while he's sick, and then missing work again. Uh, and you, you roasted him pretty well. And, and uh, I mean, it was kind of the, the t- set the tone for really the entire year. But it was kind of like from that point forward, you were a force to be reckoned with. I don't really remember what they looked like when I first started sending them in. But I, I knew I wasn't going to, you know, I wasn't going to try to, like, out you know, out misty, misty flops or any of that stuff. Or cups. Like they, they kind of had their deal and that I wasn't going to compete with that. So I, I don't think it was intentional just to focus on Iggy, but I think he's hilarious. Everything the guy says, I think is hilarious. I mean, I'm not one of those people that like thinks he's lying all the time. I think it's fun to say, I think he's lying. I, I actually do think he's lived an interesting life and just the stuff he says, I, I just think it's so absurd, so perfectly absurd that I, I just love listening to it. And so I think it just kind of organically happened that I focused on him because, like, over the last couple of years, I don't know if I, I think it's pretty obvious, but um, I don't know. Definitely, from my perspective, it seems like he's become more and more prominent on the show yep. this time around. And uh, I don't know. I think just focusing on the things I find funny in the show just naturally led me to focusing on Iggy. Now there has been some. I think I think some of it's just kind of plowsy, uh, hot take. Yeah. Hot take for hot take's sake, but Plowsy's kind of tried to label you as like a one-trick pony, and I I, I wanted sure. to kind of edit against that that characteristic because I do know that you have some really well-crafted emails. You roasted me, of course, after the um, famous Tucker and and Shveta and Rokas call. One of my favorite call. One of my favorite segments of all time. That whole thing. Yeah, and you had a nice Weezer callback uh, in your email there too. You had done some just outstanding emails. I mean, the the Plowsy and Iggy trip to Salt and Smoke with the car accident, you know, that's one of my all-time favorites. So I really wanted to kind of, you know, show that, yeah, you do roast Iggy with the butt like like nobody else or maybe like a few others, but you also, um, you're not a one-trick pony. You've done a lot of different uh, 
different styles of, or you've, you've gone after different people. And uh, it's really, you, you, you are kind of in the Matt Who Bowls at Hanks, Big Boss of North County uh, school of just kind of taking what happens and then putting in it, you know, trying to condense it into as concise and clever of an email as you can that, that won't be too long. As uh, as time goes on, is have you been staying away from the show because of? Pl- I mean, Plowsy tries to claim credit uh, that he chased you uh, off. Is there any truth to that whatsoever? No, to, to start off, Plowsy, great, I love him. He's, he's awesome. So being being on the you know the end of some of those hot takes, what an honor. No, no he's, he's he's hilarious. So no, I uh, I know the I know the deal, and I. I would say I'm not my own favorite emailer, so that's not, you know, that's not any, uh, you know, any shot. Who is your favorite emailer? I don't know. They're all, they're, they're all pretty good in their own ways. I, honestly, if I really had to pick an all-time favorite, I think it would probably be Justin in Columbia. I, I, yeah. I think he just kind of, he kind of defined it all. So, if I had to pick one all-time, it would probably be him. But that's a, that's a good you know, pick. At his peak. Yeah, when Missy's at his peak, you know, that's, such beautiful absurdity I, I you know that's that's hard to argue with you know Cucky does some great things and everybody does everybody who does it repeatedly they've got good things they do I mean Justin's kind of the godfather in my opinion yep. and uh and I don't know Misty's Misty's his own his own animal there Tunnels I Tunnels always makes me giggle too I mean the, the way he does it there's something to it just the way he keeps doing it over and over like the joke's meta and I, I love that too so I don't know. A lot, of, a lot of good ones going. Um, so, Carlos is obviously having a run. I think mean, Nichols was as good as anybody there. He just didn't, for whatever reason, choose to or have the time to email in as consistently as some of us. But I don't like to forget about him. I think he's when he's on, he's on. Yeah, yeah. Steve, too, Stephen Wildwood, all those guys. I don't know. I'm kind of a gigantic nerd that I can speak about this. But well, I, you're, I don't know. I, I like the variety. <laughs> you're on Swope's fix. I mean, that's kind of yeah. where we do this. Um, mega nerd on it. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, there has been something made of you haven't had as difficult of a field. But I think you you did go head to head with Stephen Wildwood at the height of the you know Matheny when Stephen Wildwood had his kind of wheelhouse and you were able to beat him. You did go head to head with Plops and you did beat him. You did. Uh, you know, you've you've. Matt who bulls at Hanks. You've you've gone toe to toe with some of the greats and uh, and come out come out on top. So I don't think there's really any. I mean, while you may some days uh, benefit, but from from having a weak field, sure. that was always true for for everybody uh, who emails well, in every know, day. My favorite, maybe my favorite month of any of it was TJ days. I liked that. I thought that was fun. Hashtag deep tease. I think we'll probably end up doing an entire sode about October 2018, the uh, DJ Gabe versus Timmy Tom Tom, and maybe even some Carlos in there too. Changing the topic a little bit, you had some uh, some big news this week. Uh, I, I understand. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My wife. Uh, she gave birth to our second on Monday morning. Congratulations. So, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We. Um, we were taking a pretty laissez-faire approach to getting her into the hospital, kind of relaxing, thinking we had more time than we did. And we uh, checked her into the hospital at 9.40 after being stuck behind the snowplow for a little bit, and she gave birth at 9.53. So we uh, we just steamrolled through that thing and doing that now. I'm actually on my way picking up some donor breast milk right now to supplement some feeding on the little guy. So that's, that's my life, you did you email in while you were at the hospital? 
I did. I emailed in um, right, let's see, I guess on Tuesday I emailed in um, saying that that's why I'm not emailing in because of uh, because of that. And then I actually had some time yesterday, I guess Wednesday, to email in as well. I was kind of sleep deprived and I don't even really remember what I was saying, but I definitely did. So, And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned yesterday earlier, like, why had, if Tall Boy was why I had moved away from the show for a little bit there, and it, it wasn't that. It's actually, if anything, the reason I kept emailing in a little longer than I thought I was going to, because I originally was saying, I'm going to get my emails read, and then I got them read. I'm like, I'm going to win a couple of these, and then I won a month, and I'm going to see how many months I can win. And then I was like, I'm done by the end of the year, and I'm going to take a break, you know, just give, you know, give myself a rest from doing this, and maybe come back out of a different direction. And then there was all that talk, and I was like, well, maybe I'll just keep going a little longer. And then I got sick, my wife is about due, and I just had to take a few weeks off. But um, So it yeah, had nothing to do with, it had nothing to do with Plowsy, uh, Plowsy putting it you in your place, or cracking it your code. No, I appreciate him keeping me on my toes. I think his valid feedback. I think um, I think he's an excellent little Twinkie board op. I like all of his input. Um, he's he's one of the best, one of the best of all time. And a bear could toss a a bear could toss over a hypnol in his drink from across the bar. I'm sure many have tried. Yeah, he gives a he, he he screams. He screams. Take your best shot, boys. That might be my favorite. That might be my favorite line of the entire episode. Is that line? So I just wanted, yeah, wanted to yeah. That out. that was one of my that was one of my favorite um, stories that those two told. So he's a he's he's a beaut. Well, it's good talking to you. I don't want to keep you. I know you got you got stuff to do, but uh, well, see the baby. That's when, it. when you get when you get back to St. Louis, uh, you should definitely make it out to a TMA live sometime. For sure. And uh, yeah. I, I know Misty Pops from a different life, but I'm not even sure if he knows I know him or he knows who I But, I mean, we know each other. But other than that, I don't really – never met any of the people in person. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, well, until then, yeah. take care, and we'll, we'll see you on the Internet. Thanks, man. You're the best. You're listening to Swope's Picks on 590 The Fan and InsideSTL.com. Swope here, reminding you that all episodes of Swope's Picks are available for download at InsideSTL.com. You can also find Swope's Picks on iTunes in the comedy section under S for Swope. Once again, I'd like to thank Timmy TomTom for joining us. Well, get on with it, muff. Get on with it, muff. Well, get on with it, muff. Thank you for listening to Swope's Picks. Enjoy the mashup. Asswagon, 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 So I just went down there, and yeah, there was nobody there. So I just <laughs> picked a nice spot, got naked, and some guy walked up standing over me. You sure got nice shrubs, bro. The old guys get the topless. <laughs> They're so desperate for new meat. That's how I got laid so much down there. Oh, boy, we're just a mess up here. Pinch a nipple and talk dirty. So what they do, just like digital? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who's going to want to do that kind of thing. I made Ross Perot Caesar salad, he... Yeah, Measure wait. twice, cut once. If the old man's satisfied, then everything's just fine. Yo, Ed! <laughs> I would take a fish over an otter. That can be a messy treat. No, I will say that I never slept with the mom. It was always the daughter. Still a great night. I don't think she got her shirt off when I was done. Did you say sweetie or kiddo or anything? Oh, my Lord. Doug, what is wrong with well, you? Do what you got to do, you know? Pimpin's pimpin'. We may not be dopes. We're certainly not religious scholars. Father White. And he was different from Father Brown, I was it? 
I think it's probably one of they holes. Oh! Asswagon. 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 Why, like, you know, take a half-hour drive to get manual? Obviously, he's in the closet watching his uncle and his stepdad get at, get after it. They flirt with me, boy. Let's not go there, Doug. Oh, wear okay. whatever you want to wear. I don't care what kit you wear. I'll go find one of the other two sluts. <laughs> Let's go to break now. Need a shower when he's done. I milked myself this morning. Okay, everyone's got a stepdad all of a sudden. Your show's okay, but if you could just get more trans performers on there, we'd like it a lot more. Lady Gaga has a giant penis. That trans performer was a hoot. She's got a dong. She's got a dong. She's got a dong. Why would I want to see a naked Lady Gaga dancing and doing a helicopter? <laughs> oh, <good> Lord. <laughs> Boy, it was a delight to those who saw it.